This reading is presented with permission from Scholastic. Hey friends, Miss Stripe here. We're getting mighty close to the end of this competition between Lexi and Otto. When we lost, last left off, Otto's really getting worried that his sister may have already earned her $500, and he doesn't know how he's going to possibly catch up. He's also having a lot of problems with his best friend, Malcolm. Let's start listening to the next couple chapters to find out what Otto's going to do to try to be successful. Hopefully he and Malcolm can make up too. Chapter 21, Thursday, March 22nd, money saved, $215.87. Toby looked a lot like his owner, Mr. Jacoby. They both had stubby noses, wide heads, and big jowls. They both made an odd ticking sound in their throats, too. Dogs often take after their owners, though. Napoleon, the Scottish terrier, had a mustache just like Mr. Spinoli. Dakota, the Afghan hound, could have been Mrs. Preston's long-lost sister, if Miss Preston was a dog, which means my dog would be the best and handsomest dog ever. I bet my dog would even play soccer. Toby was a bulldog with a major slobbering issue. I'm not sure if Mr. Jacoby slobbered too. He probably did. Toby was like a leaky faucet. Occasionally, he'd shake his head and spray saliva everywhere in big, thick, sticky droplets, so I had to be on my toes to avoid them. He walked faster than you'd think he could. I tried to pull the leash back, but I was no match for him. It was either keep up or be dragged. Whenever I told him to slow down, he'd cock his head to one side as if asking, Really? You can't keep up? Are you kidding me? Look how short my legs are. Still, he was a great dog. Energetic, fun, friendly. Really, those might be the best sort of dogs of them all if you thought about it. When I yelled at him, he didn't seem to mind. He didn't listen either, but you can't have everything. Mr. Jacoby had warned me not to feed Toby anything. I guess he got sick easily. But we were here to walk, not eat, so I didn't worry about it. Just thinking about food made me hungry, though. It was really tiring jogging for so long. So when I passed the Wow Cow ice cream parlor, I saw a kid about my age walking out the door with a vanilla ice cream cone. My stomach started growling. Ice cream is practically the best food ever made. I had money in my pocket. I needed to save every penny, but $2 wouldn't be the end of the world. Every now and then, you have to treat yourself, right? Too bad there was a sign on the ice cream shop door that said, No dogs allowed. But at least there wasn't any glitter on the sign. I didn't know the kid with the ice cream cone, but he looked honest enough. He was tall with freckles, and I didn't see any scars. You could never trust people with scars. 
and he was eating vanilla ice cream. Bad people didn't eat vanilla. Hey, I said with a friendly wave. Could you hold my dog while I grab a cone? I'll just be a minute. The boy sniffed. I'll do it for a dollar. It'll just be a few seconds, I replied. A dollar, he repeated, spitting. He was a tough negotiator, but it was only a buck, and I really wanted the ice cream, so I handed him the leash. Pay in advance, he demanded, palm out. I grumbled, but I fished a buck from my pocket and handed it over. Hold it tight, okay? Yeah, yeah, the kid said, shaking his head. I know how to hold a leash. As I walked away, I thought about telling the kid what Mr. Jacoby said about Toby's delicate stomach and all. Nah, what sort of irresponsible kid would feed someone's dog ice cream? And I dashed inside. There are practically a million flavors to choose from. I couldn't decide. So I asked if I could taste a dozen of them, including pistachio almond and cherries jubilee. Finally settled on tin roof, vanilla ice cream, chocolate-covered peanuts, and fudge ripple. It's practically heaven on a cone. Keep the change. And I slipped the guy behind the counter two bucks. The price was $1.98. I felt generous. Ice cream will do that to you. When I stepped back outside, the freckled kid and Toby were still there. They hadn't moved, except Toby was the one with the ice cream cone now. Boy laughed while Toby ate it up. Toby loved it too. I thought it was pretty funny until I remembered Toby's eating problems. Toby took a step back. The cone was all eaten. He didn't look very happy. What's wrong with your dog? asked the freckled kid. Well, how much did you give him? I asked. The kid shrugged. All of it. Then Toby vomited all over the sidewalk and part of my shoe. He has a weak stomach, I explained meekly. I tossed my own cone away. The smell of vomit will kill your appetite. Toby threw up again. Are you okay, boy? I asked him. In response, Toby belched. We walked home pretty slowly after that. Toby didn't feel like jogging anymore. I wasn't in a hurry to get back either. I was going to have a hard time looking Mr. Jacoby in the eye. What's wrong? asked Mr. Jacoby when we got back. Toby looked a little green. Then he burped again. Your dog loves ice cream, I stammered, handing him Toby's leash and wiping the back of my shoe on his patio step. I didn't get a tip. My appointments were messed up again. I had an appointment with a new dog, Gaga. I showed up at exactly five o'clock. I was pretty proud that I was on time for once. I needed you at four o'clock, fumed Mrs. Polanski. She shot me a frosty stare under slanted eyebrows. She held Gaga, a small, fuzzy, white Havanese in her arms. Normally, they're cute, happy dogs, but Gaga shared the same evil stare as her owner. She even had the same eyebrows. But then again, dogs do, like their, do look like their owners. I thought it was now, I blurted out. Now is not four o'clock. Maybe you forgot to set your clocks ahead during daylight savings time a few months ago. Or 
is it moved them back? I always get confused. She closed the door on me, so I guess that wasn't it. But at least it meant I wouldn't be late for the 5.15 appointment that I'd made and had misread. It was with Buttercup, and she still annoyingly yapped and jumped the entire walk. After the dog party debacle, I was surprised Miss Linkletter even called me. I guess she recognized my dog walking excellence, even though she claimed I was the cheapest dog walker around and better than nothing. But I'd show her. I walked Buttercup extra long to impress her. Unfortunately, that meant I missed my next appointment, which I remembered about two hours after it was scheduled. I called to apologize, but the owner hung up on me. I guess I can't blame him, though. The new responsible auto wasn't feeling very responsible. My flyers kept getting new customers, but mainly only used me once and never again. They said they needed someone who was more dependable. I was dependable, I told them. I just wasn't particularly good with addresses or time or money, but I was trying. I had to count for something, right? I needed Malcolm. Malcolm knew exactly how much to charge. He told me exactly where to go and when. That's the funny thing about being a boss. It doesn't do any good if you have no one to boss. But if you boss people too much, then they won't stick around to be bossed anymore. No wonder bosses make so much money. They need to get paid just to keep track of the whole thing. And I'd never tell Malcolm this, but I sort of missed hanging out with him. So I knocked on Malcolm's door after dinner. His mom answered and told me Malcolm was up in his room. I ran upstairs. He was doing homework. I was so far behind on my own homework. I hated to even think about doing my own. So I tried not to. It was just too depressing. What do you want? Malcolm snarled, looking up from his desk. What you doing? I asked with a warm, casual smile as if nothing had even happened between us. Homework. What do you think? He replied. I stared at him for a moment and he glared back. Look. I'm sorry, I muttered softly, breaking the quiet. What? asked Malcolm. You're going to need to speak louder. Sorry, I muttered again. What? I'm sorry, I yelled. I know, I was too bossy. You weren't bossy. You were an inconsiderate, egomaniacal, narcissistic turd brain. I don't even know what half those words mean, I admitted, but I probably was. Say them out loud. I was an inconsiderate, egomaniacal, narcissistic turd brain. I sighed. I was an inconsiderate, ego-something-something turd brain. Close enough. Malcolm smiled. And his smile was the best thing that had happened to me in days. I popped down on his bed, relieved. You could rejoin the business if you want. No, thanks. You could make lots of money. No, thanks. I decided to throw pride out the window. I sat up and I clasped my hands together. Please, I can't do this alone. Everything is messed up. I need you to balance my books, make my appointments, tell me how much to charge. I'm a great dog walker. Well, maybe not great, but with my dog walking and your business savvy, well, there'll be no stopping us. 
Maybe. Malcolm looked at me. His mouth curved from a smile down to a frown, then back up to a smile again. Fine. Okay, I'm in, but I want 25% of the profits this time. But that's more than half, I shouted. No, it's not. Fine, I relented. We shook on it. But I would have given him more than half of the money just to be my friend again. Not that I would have told him that. I know dogs are man's best friend, but everyone needs a human best friend too. Having both is best of all. Chapter 22. Friday, March 23rd. Money saved, $229.82. Mom made tacos for dinner. I love taco night, especially when mom served both the hard, crispy tacos and the soft flour ones. I like to have one of each. One more week, Lexi said with a sigh. I'll be glad when this is over, win or lose. I know what you mean, but it's been so much work. What if neither of us earns enough money? Lexi shook her head. One of us will win. One of us has to. I nodded. I wasn't sure what would be worse, having a cat or having no pet at all. Then I remembered I was talking to Lexi. Perfect, honorable Lexi. Having a cat would be way worse. I eyed the hard taco tortillas on the plate between us. Lexi spied them too. I reached for them. Lexi reached faster. She grabbed all four. Hey, one at a time, I complained. Says who, baby brother, snorted Lexi. Not a baby. Mom. She came over to the table carrying the lettuce and the tomatoes for the tacos. Not that I would ever put any vegetables in mine. I was purely a cheese and meat guy. Yes, Otto, Mom said in a tired voice. Lexi took four taco shells. I whined, pointing. She never eats four tacos. I'm hungry, she claimed. Mom threw her an I'm-not-in-the-mood look, and Lexi put one of the shells back on the serving plate. The shell cracked in half. Whoops, Lexi said. She did that on purpose, I hooted. No, I didn't, said Lexi. You're always ruining everything. No, I'm not. You're the worst sister in the world. Well, you're the worst brother. We're not getting a cat, I growled. Well, we're not getting a dog, she growled back. Ox, Otto, Lexi, please, yelled Mom. Can't we just eat in peace? Lexi and I stared at each other. She opened her eyes wide and I opened mine wider. I wasn't going to blink before she did. No way. But my eyes watered, especially my left one. It was getting increasingly hard just to keep them open. I just had to concentrate a little more. And I blinked. Lexi smirked. So how's the challenge going? Asked mom, picking up a flour tortilla. Or shouldn't I ask? Great, Lexi and I both answered at the exact same time. My dog walking is breaking records for money making, I added, and I'm very responsible. I didn't mention all the problems I had. My sign painting is helping me explore my artistic side. It's important to be well-rounded. I should get extra points for that. Your butt is well-rounded, I said. You are so dead, Lexi spat burrowing holes in my head with her eyes. 
Well, my dog walking is helping dog owners and dogs, so I should get double points for that, I said. I should get triple extra points because Otto is a loser, snapped Lexi. There's no such thing as triple extra points, I yelled. Well, there's no such thing as extra points at all, Lexi yelled back. If the two of you don't knock it off, this contest is over. Got it, Mom hollered. Well, that shut us both up. I reached across the table and grabbed one of the hard shells from Lexi's plate, but I grabbed it too hard and the tortilla shell snapped into pieces. Nice job, Lexi chortled. I'm going to crush you like that taco shell, I muttered under my breath. Mom glared at me. Just kidding, I said with a smile. Mom put down the soft taco that she was in the process of folding, and when she spoke, her tone was anything but friendly. Is this about getting a dog, Otto, or is this about beating your sister? Isn't that the same thing? I don't like how this is going, said Mom. This should be a healthy competition, not this. And she waved her hands while she said the last word. What's this? I asked. War, she said. It's like war, and it isn't pretty. War isn't pretty, I grumbled. I wasn't kidding, said Mom. If you two can't get along, no one is getting a pet, understand? I'm sorry, Lexi, I croaked, gritting my teeth. Me too, said Lexi. I'm sure she meant it as little as I did. Done, she yelled, and somehow managed to eat two entire tacos while we were talking. I need to go downtown to buy some more art supplies. Can you drive me, Mom? After I eat, Mom mumbled, picking up her newly created taco, but not looking particularly hungry. I haven't even started my dinner yet. Well, I'll be waiting in the car, Lexi walked her empty plate to the dishwasher. I'm done too, I muttered, wedging an entire taco into my mouth. Not sure if Mom understood a thing I said, since it sounded more like I-woo, but I wasn't going to let Lexi beat me at this eating dinner faster thing too. Besides, I had a dog walking appointment that night, and then I needed to do some homework, maybe. I didn't want to think about all the worksheets waiting for me in my backpack. Put your plate in the dishwasher, Mom ordered me, and put away your jacket that's lying in the front hall. To both Lexi and me, she yelled, and I meant what I said. This is a family, not two countries. But Lexi was already out the door, and was wa- I was walking away from the table with my dirty plate. Anyway, Mom was wrong. Lexi was the country of stupid kitten land, and I was the mighty united dog of America. My country was counting on me. When I returned home from dog walking that evening, homework waited for me. I sat at the kitchen table and opened my folder of schoolwork. What I really, really wanted to do, though, was sleep. I'd gotten some school assignments back that day. I hadn't done well, but at least I was passing my classes. I stared at all the red pen marks and the note from my teacher that read, you can do better. I wanted to write back, but I can't do better or I'll never earn enough money and I will have to live with a cat. I kept the schoolwork in my folder. I couldn't let mom see it, at least not yet. I chewed her my grades after we had a dog. I knew mom would fall in love with our new pet immediately and she wouldn't get rid of it no matter how many D's I got. 
This was the stretch run. The final week, it was no time to slow down and start catching up on school. It was about making enough money. It was about beating Lexi. Only there was a way to do homework and walk dogs at the same time. I tried that a few days ago, and my nose still hurt from when I walked into the wall while reading, so that wasn't going to work. Doing more than one thing at the same time is called multitasking. I needed to multitask. I called Malcolm. How are we doing on money? I asked. I was a little nervous. We had talked at lunch. I had handed him his share of the earnings and told him how much money I had in my shoebox. He said he'd crunch some numbers to make sure we were on track. The deadline was looming. There was silence on the other end. Hello? I asked. Anyone there? Not good, he finally said. We need to average about five dog walks a day to make it. Five a day, I groaned. Maybe if I skip dinner and school and breathing. I have an idea, he muttered. But no, never mind. But you can't say never mind to someone ever because the person always wants to hear what you're never minding. Out with it, cleared his throat. No, it's a bad idea. There are no such things as bad ideas, I assured him. But of course there are. Bad ideas are a thing, he said. Remember the firecracker and cauliflower incident? I would rather not have thought about that. Fine, there are bad ideas. What's yours? (sighs) He sighed. It's a bad idea, he warned. But what if you walked more than one dog at once? My eyes grew big. My head shook up and down in agreement, although Malcolm couldn't see me. That's multitasking. Well, sort of, said Malcolm, but it's a terrible idea, so forget I said it. No, it's a brilliant idea, I yelled. I can't believe I didn't think of it. Double, triple, quadruple book, I boomed. What do you call booking five things at a time? Quintuple booking? Yeah, that too. Real dog walkers don't walk just one at a time. They walk a group. I want a quintuple booked appointment first thing Monday after school. I'm pretty sure I heard Malcolm arch his eyebrows. It's a lot harder walking more dogs. What if something goes wrong? What could go wrong? Really? I could think of about 300 things without even trying. The dogs fight. They don't cooperate. You can't control them. You... Fine, I get the idea, I said. But this is my business. You work for me. Make those calls. You're being bossy again. Sorry. Just do it, okay? I paused. Please? Fine. I'll book two dogs at once. Five dogs, I insisted. Malcolm sighed and said he'd start calling the next day. I hung up and opened my social studies textbook. I was supposed to read chapter 18, but I never made it past the second page of the chapter. I read it about eight times, and I still had no idea what I was reading. I'm not sure how long I was there, but when I woke up, I was still in the kitchen, and my head was on the book, and the sun was up. I was still on the second page. Well, at least it was something. I'd do the other 18 pages of homework some other time, soon.